Welcome to the Brew Coven. It is Stout Night. Stout Night. Stout Night. All right. Um, here we are. We're excited to announce that we've got uh, the first of hopefully what is to be many other Stout Nights. Uh, we're going to showcase, in this one in particular, a series of barrel-aged um, Imperial Stouts. And uh, we're pretty excited about it. Um, we've got some pretty fucking badass beer here to share with you guys. Um, some variants of stuff that I think is some of our favorites. At the end, we'll talk a little bit about what was our favorite and uh, why. Uh, but to get things rolling here, um, we have our crew with us. We got the Black Cat. Black Cat here. How's it going, guys? Uh, we've got the General joining us on this one. Hello, finally, hopefully this makes it on air. It will. I, the general's I, been a long time uh, contributor to this podcast. But and, uh, all the general's work has made it onto the cutting room floor. Oh, Sadly. Well. He's been to plenty of them, but you know, from this point on, he'll, he'll, his appearances will be uh, on air. Yeah. And, Boom. And a background on the general, uh, really great contributor, huge supporter, huge beer fiend, just like the rest of us. Uh, he's been here since day one, uh, kind of helping us formulate a lot of what we've done here with Brew Coven and just kind of helping with a lot of our direction. And we're really stoked to have him here uh, joining us on this particular uh, debaucherous set of all stouts. And specifically, the generals, uh, I don't have the palate these other gentlemen have, but... Oh, don't do that to yourself, but man. But I'm do a nerd. I'm a history nerd. And I will always have a, a, a few little tokens from history, legal history specifically, that I can contribute to every particular podcast. Well, that's great. Um, and this is a podcast by the people, for, for the people. For the people. And I love these guys. So. Absolutely. Well, we're so happy to have you here, man. Thanks, guys. Definitely. All right. Well, without further ado, uh, the first one on our lineup tonight is a 2015 Parabola. Uh, out of Firestone Walker. This is one of the years that meant a lot to me. I had a couple in my cellar, and I was like, you know, what the hell? This is a good time, if any, to really bring out um, one of those beers, one of those stouts, one of those barrel-aged stouts that we were always seeking out uh, down in the Bay Area. Um, and here we have it with us now. So I'm going to go ahead and pour up a few of these guys before I get into any more history. Uh, just let this guy sit out, breathe a little bit. Here we are serving it somewhere along the lines of what seems to be uh, 45 degrees temperature. Nice. Thank you. That's an exciting one. Pony, you're going to read that? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. We getting down with this bad boy. Because I did unless, win. Unless the general wants Well, to, I was going to say, know. we had a competition there when we this go. first let, started. Let's get it. I'd much rather be drinking it. Well, I'm just saying, historically, if well, you cheers, recall. Cheers, gentlemen. To cheers. a series of, uh, what looks like, what do we got here tonight? Six stouts Six that we're doing tonight. Six big barrel-aged stouts that we're doing tonight. But read, uh, the general won the reading shit competition, so I'm going to read this. You won the label here. reading competition. We actually I'm had reading. trials for we such. We did have. We trials. will air that. I, I will put that you on air soon. Yes, I have it recorded. So I'm going to read it now. Go for it. You ready? I this am. is for the parabola, specifically the 2015. Since founding our brewery in 1996, we've specialized in the rare art of fermenting beer in oak barrels. In the fall of 2006, we embarked on a program to barrel-age a series of vintage strong ales that would later be used as components of a blended beer. That blend would become our first anniversary ale, uh, 10. After the release of the 10, we released limited amounts of the component beers on draft only. Many of these beers gained a cult following that craft beer fans raved about and begged for us to put in bottle. Parabola is one of these beers. We present the 25 vintage of Parabola, a barrel-aged imperial stout. It's been said that the only constant is change, and the same is true for barrel-aged beers. Cut from a simple recipe, Parabola evolves and shows a different face each year, a result of time spent aging in the barrel. Chocolate, charred oak, vanilla, black cherry, and coffee are just some of the complex aromas and flavors you'll find in this beer. Parabola is a one-of-a-kind sipping beer built to last and will reward careful aging for years to come. Ideal aging temperature, 45 degrees. This is exactly what we were drinking. That, this is, so a, cheers, this is around exact 
I mean, it's already opened up. It's already warmed up. Fusils have dropped off quite a bit. Oh, yeah. Mm. This is a golden year of uh, Firestone. You know, this is when they were still doing the bomber, the 22-ounce bottles, before they started doing the uh, 2017s, you know, the the 12-ounce the bottles. And um, this is what I remind, you know, this is what I remember about, about Parabola. You know, this, right. this past year I, I got one, and, and the bodies are just a little too silky for me, a little bit thin. Still delicious. But this right here, I mean, this is just a big, a big stout sitting at 14%. And I, I can remember... General here, I can remember visiting the brewery five years ago yeah. and seeing the sort of barrel aged program, and that was 2010 basically. Like, that was yeah. the first year, and they hadn't unleashed anything onto the world yet. And things have and changed. And just knowing. Sense? I mean, just what? knowing. Yeah. So I, mean, you know, I, I don't want to talk too much about what has changed, but I do want to talk about you know the complexity of beer. I mean, for a yeah. while, um, I, I feel like as stouts gained popularity amongst this trading scene, parabolas are seen of high regard, kind of oh, that yeah. trophy beer in some strange way. Um, for me, it wasn't so much that. I always had one available. I can't tell you I ever stood in line for a parabola. I always had one sent for me. Um, I was actually even fortunate enough to come across parabola on tap in Texas, of all places. Oh, and wow. Just, you know, people just overlooked it, no clue what this beer was, you know, because of their kind of new um, understanding of the beer, understanding of craft beer in general, and I, I freaked out. I was there. I was like, oh, $5 for a full pint of this shit? Fuck yeah. Yeah. And uh, this was probably back in, like, 2014, and here we are now. The beer has gone through some changes. The brewery has gone through some changes, um, but what remains the same are these bottles, and you can let them sit in your cellar, and, and I mean, it's... It's a great one to start this off because here we are talking about beers that you can sell or beers that we may have sat on for a little longer than other. This 2015 variant is is a favorite. A couple years. Black Cat would agree with me on this. It, I mean, it, it was it was something that got us into stouts. At yeah. least me. I mean, it got me in not into stouts per se, but into this kind of realm of now real thick, real beasty, really, really, like really just uh, like just viscosity of yeah. viscosity. I was about to ask about mouthfeel. Black yeah, so there's Cat, a lot. It, it's it totally like viscous. I'm chewing it. Yeah. But I'm loving chewing it. And, and I will say, so anyone that, out there that has a properly cellar 2015 Parabola, drink it because it is drinking mighty fine right now. It's not fusely. It's not, there's no heat. I mean, these things sit in Heaven Hill barrels for one year. Um, so when you get them, they initially can be a little hot, uh, you know, depending on your palate or if you like that or you know, some people don't like that. Right now, this is drinking smooth. I mean, at this temperature also, it's like 46, 47. Is this there. perfect? Like, I always wonder about this, guys. My beer experts, like, Will be better in two years. I don't know. I mean, this might be the peak of good. I mean, this this another is year? this is I definitely drinking awesome. So it's drinking really great. I right? think I think in another year you might get a little bit more sweetness. It might just be toned down there. even more because those sugars are going to yeah. convert. Is that the idea? Yeah. I mean, if you if you if you look at the retronasal aspect of this, you're breathing out right. You feel that warmth. You feel a lot of that richness. It almost you get that slight fusel sting, as I like to refer to it, in your nose as you're well, breathing that. out. Fusel. Fusils. So, fusils are oftentimes referring to, simply put, uh, the alcohol or or the booziness, if yeah, you will, yeah. in beer, okay. right? So, like, if you if you were going to approach a whiskey, right, you smell that and it Man. burns, goes straight through your throat, you can feel it, you feel a whole different experience, and it's a beautiful experience, but for a lot of people, it's a much abrasive experience, and when you're looking at beer, and you find this abrasive quality in it, it turns a lot of people off, it turns a lot of people on. Uh, it turns me off on very high levels. However, I mean, the Parabola, as thick and as big a bold a beer it was, I mean, you can, it kind of, you know, puts a veil over those fusils and you're kind of like, oh, there's so much chocolate, so much coffee, so much vanilla richness just rounding out this beer and, coming off that barrel. And those are the sort of, as the non-expert, those are the notes I always think of for a stout. I think of coffee, vanilla, chocolate. You know, these are major things. And, yeah, and some you'll get like dark chocolate where it's almost bitter. You'll get like sweet milk chocolate yeah. where it's sweeter. So like this, I get mostly like, you know, almost milk chocolatey. Like right. it's sweet and just but when it you, adds to that viscosity. When you add this sort of bourbon barrel age, right, they can get so heavy that that's a cool thing to learn about is that like, oh, you know, these particular, you know, the fus fusils, the alcohol, blah, blah, blah. 
you know, it's cool to learn about that uh, over time. It Absolutely. mellows. And to hit back on that question, I mean, it's, I think, uh, aging this any further, whether it's acceptable or not, I think, fuck yeah, why not? I mean, it's a great yeah. beer. It's going to hold up. It's 14%. Why not see how far the 2015 can go? Most people, some people are lucky enough to have had a case. This is my second to last of this year, you know, and I'm, I don't know, some people think I'm crazy in my cellar. I, I think that I'm pretty, you know, moderate as far as I want to push it. And, you know, I think this beer will drink very well next year. Nice. Um, but it's drinking pretty fucking awesome right now. It is. It's delicious. So any particular tasting notes, guys? I mean, the, 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 the barrels definitely give a lot of, like, uh, like vanilla. You get a lot of those, like, vanilla notes. Yeah. And there's, like, not too much smokiness. When I first smelled it, when it was first opening up, it was less, just a very slight smokiness. But, you know, now it's just... Just pure chocolate, and yeah, I got way more cocoa. Yeah, it's just a lot, smoke. a lot more chocolate. Yeah. So you, do you see that? You get coconut. I yeah. get a little bit. Oh, I said um, co- yeah, cocoa. Well, cocoa but yeah, now I feel the coconut, the coconut. Now that you the, say it, the weird thing is the nuttiness of the biscuit malt or whatever is playing off on there, and then a little bit of chocolate interplaying with a lot of the vanilla notes from the barrel is really kind of mimicking. And this is what's interesting because here we are drinking a prowl, and I think it's interesting that we started with this beer. Because we're looking at a beer right now that has zero adjuncts, with exception of the oak, right? Uh, this is a beer that is basically coming out of its shell and kind of pushing the flavor profiles for stouts in a way that I think people didn't really kind of grasp up until then. I mean, maybe in Europe, and there is a lot of awesome beers out there that were, but for an American brewery on the craft beer these commercial guys are pushing. scene, it's a really... It's a really innovative yeah. project, and I think that and, you know, and that's what definitely led to the to the adjuncts because people got those notes like, whole, you know, like, no. I, is there a coconut in here? Like, no, that's just the ch- What's the adjunct? So Explain adjunct that. is just really just adding anything else into a, a beer. So you know, like like some we're gonna have vanilla bean, vanilla well, bean, okay. vanilla. rather than Co- the coconut, basic rather than getting yeah. yeah lactose sugar instead of actually allowing it to get that silky right. smoothness on it. So these guys didn't add anything. This yeah. is straight up all the regular ingredients you think about yeah, in beer. It's a blend of fucking beautiful and, stuff. And that's, yeah, and that's where a lot of the adjuncts came because people were, you know, were certainly just like, oh, okay, you know, like, is, is there coconut in here? It tastes coconut. Like, no, that's just the, the oak, you know, the, van- the vanilla and, you know, just the, the biscuit malt and just a lot of the sweetness kind of mashing together yeah. and and it's like, oh, I get a little bit of cherry notes in this. Like, oh, let's add cherry, you know. And, and that's when experimenting right. came on, and, and we're definitely gonna dive into that here. We'll have in some a little bit, yeah. But it's cool to like. This is, in a way, you're trying to say this is like the granddaddy of these. Yeah. These these amazing imperial stouts where no adjuncts, just through the brewing process. It's they... just interesting in this day and age to see where we've gone you know yeah and it's interesting to see you know these guys crafted something so spectacular up front and forward that here we are um looking back and we're basically looking at the style of beer that had never been fucked with with this adjunct or never had been manipulated and not to say that it hasn't today but um to yesterday it wasn't i mean it was a beer people really had to go out of their way to kind of Find an innovative way to use models. Find an innovative way to use different things. Find a way to let things sit and then settle and then kind of redistribute them amongst barrels and do right. a little blending, a little, little But this is all things. the basic ingredients of beer. There's no added fruit or, yeah, no, you nothing. know, coconut. No, yeah, no, no cocoa nibs, no, no vanilla beans, nothing. Yeah. And do we, we don't know precisely what they aged it in. Heaven Hill Barrels. Heaven Hill what? Barrels, yeah, we mentioned Heaven yeah. Hill Barrels. Oh, I did so, mention yeah. that. One year, Heaven Hill Barrels. All right, so we got another one here. The General brought us something I, quite spectacular. I picked something up. This was uh, something these guys had never heard of. This so, is Al- Al- Alibi. 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 Ascension 1677. Unique name. Uh, very uh, unique name. Obviously a date, so do you know anything about that date? I do know about this date, guys. I researched it. It's on the bottle, I think. If it's not on the bottle, I know why it's 1677. It's on the bottle. But, uh... Well, I know Ascension 1677's on the bottle. I don't know if the story's on the bottle. No, there is no story on this. Is there no story? No, just a really black uh, metal-looking tree. It's beautiful, though, right? It, dude, if Alibi's beer is half as good as their marketing, we love these guys. And we're cheating because we actually tried one of their beers before we got on air. And I think we all agreed it was pretty pretty great. Right? Yeah. yeah. The I mean, dark 
Barrel Age Dark Saison, which is not what we're doing. But my point is, these guys are from uh, Tahoe, Lake Tahoe in California, Nevada. Lake Tahoe spans both. And this is uh, their Ascension 1677, and the bottle tells us that the year 1677 is the first known written use of the word stout in reference to beer. And it says, we'll drink to health both in stout and best of wine. That's a Shakespeare quote. After resting in oak bourbon barrels, our imperial stout has ascended to modern-day decadence, impenetrably black and lightly carbonated. We hope you enjoy. So, 1677 was apparently the first literary reference to stout. That's where the name comes from. But these guys are beautiful. Are awesome. from Lake Tahoe, and uh, uh, yeah. So this is my fir- well, my first on-air beer, second beer from them. So thank you, General, for bringing this out yeah, to us and, and perfectly fitting our night of barrel-aged stouts. Yeah, yeah. We, we'd love to hear. I mean, we could all talk all day about the history of this, but you know, you have you have a little uh, law background. And, I do, and uh, it's it's always nice to see. I mean, beer is always driven by law. It will always be driven by law. It is an alcoholic beverage. It is a drug. And um, as long as we have a government of sorts, we'll, we'll <laughs> see things change. I mean, whether it be your parliament, whether it be royalty somewhere else, or whether it be you know the federal regulations that we face here in the U.S. Um, and the three-tier laws, we, we all experience different things. So um, I think you might have something to add here. I might have a little history. There's, there's some debate about what's the difference between a porter and a stout. It's a ongoing fight, and I did do research on this, and it turns out in 1803, there was a court case in London, in the UK, where they determined that someone stole a bunch of beer, and they were like, hey, someone stole several cases of the best quality porter it was the stoutest of beers. It was a fine quality stout. Best quality common person beer. And the idea there was, and that was the basis of this, was that a stout was essentially a heavier, more strong alcoholic version of a porter. And then Ron Pattinson, who's this amazing uh, historian of beer, backed this up and said essentially the only difference historically between a stout and a porter was that stouts were stronger and uh they were more stout in their alcoholic content and so i we just here on brew coven we want to lay that to rest the idea that they're sort of the same beer and they involve certain characteristics but one is stronger than the other and and from a from a brewer standpoint i'd like to ask dark pony to chime in on that uh your not just your but you know you you know from your experience, the difference between a stout and a porter, um, you know, without delving too far into like the purest of pure, because that'll come on on, on another night when we do stout and porter night. But uh, <laughs> just a, a quick, quick delve into some it. of them actually evolve in their variants. Yeah. Right. It's funny. I was looking in the cellar. I was like, oh fuck, this was a porter this year. <laughs> it might be a stout next now year. Now it's a stout this year. <laughs> yeah. um, thanks, Drakes. Yeah, that's, that's your great example for that. Thanks, but, uh, um, but uh, yeah, essentially we have porter. It's a common person beer. It, it was something that was a mistake initially, and something that was made for <coughs> people. Uh, basically, used of malts that had been overkilled. Uh, simply put, and then we go and we look at stouts, and we see popularity rise amongst the people. And the people have demanded this beer, and like Reese slightly touched on, based on this whole wall, uh, we see. We see, uh, well, the Grievous, or the, or the General, or the General, uh, the, you know, basically, we, we see things uh, mm-hmm. shift to a, a different paradigm where we see larger, stronger beers being produced with these same malts, and then there is an actual production of black patent malts with intention of growing these malts even, even darker. Yes. Um, and then where we are today and what is relevant here to our Imperial Stout night is that yeah. these beers were actually produced for the Imperial Mad. So they were actually made in the UK, shipped up across the Baltic Sea over to Russia, and we have what was now referred to as a Russian Imperial Stout made for the Tsars. Um, and we started pushing the envelope really hardcore. And 
here in the states we push so, it even further by barrel aging a lot of these fucking mm-hmm. things for both of you experts i have a question what role does barley play uh, barley plays the ultimate role in all Explain this. that, please. Um, so basically, barley, as it contributes to the alcohol content alone, has helped basically amplify the ABV in all these beers. There you right? go. So the more use of this basic Turo um, that most of these people are using, um, or Marisada in some weird cases, uh, we're looking at basically pushing the envelope of beer by using more of it. However, with the black patent malt and the use of dark barley grains... Uh, or darker kiln grains, we get these darker, more richer, roastier, coffee, toffee notes that are all being implied uh, through the use of these particular barleys. And here we have uh, darker, richer, more This dude is so smart, and I love him. So I have to drop a little line, which is in about 1880, there was a law, the Free Mash Ton Act, in the UK, which essentially allowed barley to be used in brewing for the first time ever. So prior to that law, much like the German purity laws, which I even hate to say that word, words, because it sounds like some weird Trump shit, which is not what's going on with beer. Uh, back in the like 1500s, I believe, there were laws in Germany that... Uh, essentially said you can only make beer with these ingredients and they kind of that law gravitated toward the UK but barley was an ingredient that was not even allowed to be used even though now it's everywhere I mean we use barley that's part of yeah. beer but 1880 the free mash ton act yeah. and so what what this dude just told you about was like once that was allowed that became a foundational stone of these stouts that we're drinking now is is malted barley became sort of a hallmark of of these beers so enough on that uh history i apologize i get off track sometimes anyways black cat where are we going now so no, now now we're going to discuss this beer, and it's great that we had this discussion because we had it in a previous discussion on another night. Uh, well, as we went to malt. You know, we went to Black Mountain. Yeah. Malt. We went to to different malts as to far because we had one stout in the lineup. So we kind of delved further into that. So if anyone had yeah. questions, they just got answered right now. But now back onto the actual beer at hand is the beer that you brought, which we just discussed right before the Alibi, Ascension sixteen seventy seven, an imperial stout sitting at ten percent Asian bourbon barrels. So, what are your thoughts on it? I, I'm, like, trying to take back that parabola notch here. I feel like I'm still, like, feeling the parabola. Um, but Do what you... I can tell you about my mouthfeel, and I can tell you a lot about how I feel about this beer. It's Go. good. Do you get smokiness out of it? Clean. I get a little smoky character. I get, right, like... I actually get more smokiness. I get a little umami. And dude. less viscosity. Less, For me, it's, it's, it's way, way the body, less the body viscosity. Is, the, the body is a lot thinner. It's thinner, but in a way, it's, like normal yeah. right like yeah, like parabola to me is like that's a big stout heavy and this yeah. is yeah parabola at, at 2015 it did it did pour like mortal oil it was amazing. i hate to say this is light because it's not yeah but compared not. to parabola it's like and don't get me wrong i love all bodies and, and all yeah. I, right. I have myself but it's a be- i think it's a beautiful beer no it's too. good and, and what i like about it is i like smoky beers and 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 those who, who've listened in on, on brew coven before we had a few um, smoked malt um, stouts that were that I that I love. Yeah. Um, so it's not nearly as smoky as that. It's not like full of like just like mesquite smoking like that. I don't think it's hundred percent. But I don't even think they. Yeah, no, it's it's quite unintentional. It's just a little bit of smokiness from the bourbon barrel. You know, you get like that like that vanilla and like char, smokiness. The char the char is coming off a little bit. There, yeah, yeah. I think it's about char, but, but I don't think yeah. they intentionally well, tried yeah. to make it smoky. This is a younger beer, right? So, so and you this is I I, I get a lot get more of alcohol. Yes, oh, you definitely. Sure. If you just put your nose up, you to definitely this, get a little bit more general. like heat to put it. Put your yeah. nose to this. It burns. I am. Dude, guys, I'm I'm. Open your mouth. Looks like you would a nice scotch. You know. Oh, it's warming up. It's warming up all around. All right, nose. maybe it's too cold. It, to me, it feels less biting on the alcohol, and I don't know the percentage. Maybe and, we uh, should like, check. Like that. once well, it's it 10%. like once it yeah once it, oh, it's ten percent. All right, um, well this is ten and the last is fourteen. Yeah, 
And that's what. So like, maybe I can that's what I'm picking up. I can feel a little more heat on less, this one also. Oh yeah. I'm, less alcohol. I don't think it uh, mentioned how long it was aged in the barrels for or how long it sat for. No, but we don't um, know. there's definitely a just a tiny burn. It's nothing bad. It's nothing. You know, nothing, nothing out of the ordinary, really, either. But right. it's it's a little bit more than the parabola. Also, that parabola has been sitting there for you know over two years. And, that and these guys are brand new, by the way. Uh, uh-huh. Alibi, they well, don't. They, I think they're two years in. Well, I mean, we'll get, so they're, they're starting pretty... off. They're starting off strong because this is a good beer. Boom. So. And I wish so, you yeah. had. And I wish you had two more. <laughs> I know. So I could I sit. Know. I could throw one in the goddamn cellar. I could goddamn, throw one in is, the cellar. So here we are. We're also going to touch a little bit on on cellaring, and and I will say, this year's alibi, or even last year's alibi, if this is 2016s. Yeah. I think was it this is 2016. This is 2016. Uh, yeah, I, would say I think throw it that started in 2016. Yeah. For a day or yeah. two. Yeah, dude, put it away for a year. It'll be amazing. But, but it's hey, a congrats beer. to them, man, for it's a beautiful beer. And again, these guys are my experts, and they've never heard of them. And that's kind of what the general's role is. I go traveling around, and I bring stuff back that's nobody's cool. ever heard of. On that note, we've had listeners send us beer. We had people bring us beer, and like, dude, bring them, send them, and kill, kill it on Brew Coven, and we, yeah. we love it because you know, without you guys, without our listeners, without everybody that's out there contributing to this, uh, I believe we would probably not come across such a beautiful. Such beautiful beers. All right, moving on, I think. Yes, we are. We got another baby here, another classic. We're going to do a little bouncing back between classics, or to what we think is classics, and a couple other weird variants. So what do we got here? Should I even, should we even talk about it? Yeah, what is, drink it? what do we have It's, it's a familiar, it's a, a Founders. Family. She's been around the neighborhood. The highly acclaimed KBS, a flavored stout, is good for everything a flavored stout ought to be good for. Ale brewed with chocolate and coffee, aged in dark oak bourbon barrels. And that's what it tells us. So yeah, I'm sure all the listeners are... Very familiar founders. with Founders, I KBS, mean, I mean, KBS Week. Boom. You know, it's it's a, it's a big beer. Yep. Black Cat knows all City, KBS You know, rolls. sitting 11.8%. Well, give us a little history there, bud. Well, I mean, the history I don't know too much of, but I mean, it's just a beer. Wow. It's it one of the... It pours like motor oil. I just poured some. Yeah. I, I mean... Watch it. Like, this, you know, this is just one of the beers that I first fell in love with as far as a barrel-aged stout. So for, so for Dark Pony, it was, it, was, it was Parabola. For me, it was KBS... Because you know, look, gr- growing up in in the market I grew up in in Texas, you know, it was a bigger beer, and you know, most markets get it, and it's still a sought after beer. When we got it, it was a very hard to get beer. So when I first had it, I um, I actually had KBS. So this is the uh, so this is basically their breakfast stout, aged in you know bourbon barrels, uh, you know, Kentucky breakfast stout. So the breakfast stout I had actually. You know, after the, uh, the the KBS, which we're drinking now, and uh, I love both of them, and so now it's a beer I seek out all the time, no matter. So by cat, does that mean breakfast out? I have this for breakfast. You know, I've had oatmeal? I've had it for breakfast plenty of With times. We've all had it for breakfast. No, it's, it's, it's <laughs> that and other beers, but oh, yes, well, KBS has definitely made it. It's, 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 what do you it, mean by that? It is definitely for me. It's a dessert beer. I mean, you get so much coffee well, and vanilla so and sweetness. I mean, like. And and so this one we're about to dive into it right now. So let's let's oh. just sip on it for a well, second. Right. It's uh, Cheers. it's probably you know at at almost the perfect Clean. serving temp. You know we just put it in right now oh, a little while ago. It smells like vanilla deliciousness. There you go. See, that oh, just, you can get a little tobacco. Dude, there's Ooh, there, I you, well, I see. Get, I was gonna say I was gonna, I get a little like, spice. Where's my tobacco pipe on? This? <laughs> we all got different things. So I I got, I got spice. Yeah. Tobacco, you know, there's yeah. there's all sorts of things, and that's why, like, it is yeah, definitely a, the oh, coffee coming through. God, sure. it's good. It's just coffee. All right, this is vanilla. hands down the best thing we've had in the last half hour. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, they're all good. A lot of people but, argue that though. A lot of people are cavious fiends. I mean, they have a huge yeah. No, following. that's why. Like, so, you know, everyone started. Guys, like, so, I'm, an, I'm not you guys. That's the point. That's I'm not, I'm why. Not I'm not one of why the people. general matters is because I had never had it. Yeah, and I love it. But, you know, uh, but Black Cat knows. I mean, so tell us a little bit about this beer as you sighed it out, as you drank yeah, it. I mean, so like, what it means to you. When I, when I first had it, it in contention with 
all these epic beers were about yeah. to get. When, when I really was like, I mean, because I had, actually at this time I hadn't, hadn't even had Parabola. You know, I had a few big barrel-aged stouts uh, that I could seek out and find easily. You know, some local stuff and some stuff from all, you know, that I could, you know, get from friends at Bottle Shares and stuff. And this is one of the first big barrel-aged stouts that I had with, you know, that that was adjunct, you know, with with the whole chocolate, with the coffee and everything. And at that point, I had some stouts that were full of chocolate notes, some stouts that had, you know, that did the vanilla thing. And this but was kind of adjuncts. Yeah, Is that yeah. What I'm so and you know, so some will just sit on vanilla, or you know, throw different stuff in it. I know, so this was I the say. this was the first thing I had had where I was like, this tastes like so many things. There's so much sweetness to it. I can drink this very warm, very cold, and you know, as it opens up, it's a surprise for you. Or if you drink it at room temperature or, you know, at the serving temperature around 45, 46 degrees, um, it's, just, it's already opened up for you. And it's all those flavors are there. So, yeah, you know, like like Dark Pony said, tobacco. I get, like, tobacco, just light spice, uh, you know, tons of vanilla, just loads, loads and loads of coffee with without it being bitter. It's not like no, – it's, it's not, not espresso. All, it's, man. like, pure sweet coffee. It's not espresso yeah. at all. It's not dark chocolate. No it's, astringency either. It, mean, there's no astringency none into of it. it. And it's I fucking – you know. So this is the first the – first, one of the first barrel-aged stouts I had that I was like, oh, this is this is going to take me to seek out every barrel-aged stout I can. Nice. You know, and took me out of the realm of, you know, when I first started drinking beer from, you know, from just, you know, West Coast IPAs and, and the clean beers I can find around my local area. This kind of took me to the barrel-aged thing and – and open up that dark world, and here we are having a stout night, you know, a barely stout night. Nice. That's great. I mean, That's I think it's, it's important to touch on this beer. I think it, it has a soft spot in everyone's heart who is a beer snob. Um, and, uh, you know, honestly, it's always fun. I mean, this is last year's. We could hit, I think I have a 2013 in the cellar. We could have broken out, but you know what? This is an appropriate, slightly mellowed out. This is a great beer. Amazing. Yeah, it is. Amazing. It's a great beer. Um, we got some weird, we're going on to the realm of fucking strange, and we're hitting, I mean, we're talking adjuncts, we're talking all this shit, we're about to, there. Now we're, we're about to hit this whole wall of shit. When we come back. Yeah. Halfway through, um, here we are yet with another one. We've got the black cat in the house. We've got the general still with us Hello. as we drag him along. And yours truly, the dark pony, keeping it Hello. nice and dark as always. Um, here we are, brew coven, uh, ready to crush it yet again. We are starting back here with a barrel house brew. Uh, we've got the curly wolf, a nice maple vanilla imperial stout, sitting at ten point. Four percent alcohol. Ow! Right out of Paso Robles, California, and we're ready to fucking crush this thing. Um, so I'm gonna pour us all up here. Um, little background on Barrel House. Really kind of unique thing coming out of Paso Robles. That whole region has been blowing it up. We already had something right out of Firestone. Uh, we've had you know a couple other sour variants from other breweries there that have fucking rocked it um but barrels has been doing some exceptional shit and i was very fortunate to come across this beer even after moving out of california so here we are sitting on it um it's literally just a year old and uh we're ready to crush this guy they started out in 2016 um they started with the reservado de robles beers this oak barrel aged limited release series is the canvas uh for their talent brewing artists um they state that it's creamy. It's a Russian imperial stout. Um, they have Asian bourbon barrels, and they had thrown in some fresh maple syrup into the boil with whole vanilla beans into each barrel, and they've really sought out to create a unique beer. So here we are on the first 
of our adjunct beers. Boom. And what do we think, guys? So, I mean, really, you know, after KBS, so I guess our second, but so I'm, I'm glad we started the conversation with as far as adjuncts go and fusels and all that because this is basically, to me, I mean, it, it, there is a little bit of heat, a little more fusely than this KBS, but you still get that very, like, delicatessen, you know, the dessert-like quality. You know, you get the silky, chocolatey mouthfeel. You get lots, you know, the maple, the sweetness is definitely there, but you get a lot of vanilla. Um, and the body's a little bit thinner, but, I mean, I, I definitely don't mind it. Um, it's definitely, you know, right around that 10% mark, and it's still, you know, very, Pistols very drinkable. fucking there, though, dude. Yeah, they are there. That's what I was yeah. saying. Yeah, okay, thank you. Thank you. They, they are, they, that's what I was saying. Now, General? Yeah, General is... Acquainted with the fusils. Wants to run to the bathroom, I'll be honest. That's where the General feels. So, not feeling this beer. So, not a fan. Not, so not that's, a that's why fan. I brought it up, like, you know, after the, after the KBS, because, you know, it was all a very a very similar barrel-aged stout, you know, and... and, and where Lighter the, body, too. It, it, definitely it's a lighter right body. right up there with that Alibi Ascension, dude. It's yeah. like... It's a lighter body beer. I'm feeling like I'm knocking this one down. I think Alibi and this one are front runners for last place for me. However, there's nothing wrong with the beer. It's great. Let's go ahead and start off with saying that, uh, Barrel House. This beer is really well done, really well executed. It's a thinner body beer. There's just a lot going on. It's a sweeter end beer. It is. I feel like a lot of alcohol. Like, give it another Fuse, year. Yeah. yeah. No, it, it, no, definitely. Well, we gave Sitting it a year this, as it was. But give it another yeah, year. Give it another. Sit, yeah, I mean, and there's definitely been beers where I've had that where it's like, you know, another year will do good on it, even if it's, even if it's like a year old already, two years, three years is good. Um, this one would definitely be a lot more complex, I think, in a year, because you would get a lot more of that, like, charred oak, almost all that, a lot more of that maple and vanilla-like, you know, characteristics to it. Right now, the fusel... Is is pretty good with this one. You can you know you definitely a lot of feel vanilla. It. It's almost you overbearing. It. It's like when you you know your mom's baking and you're like, let me try that vanilla. What's that vanilla and then you get that extract in your mouth. And you're like, yeah, I don't, really like, I don't like it. It's not that good. It's like this is like a whole mouthful of vanilla. And it's and again as we talk about barrel aged stouts, this is the thing that happens. let's put it on the scale of. Uh, of truth or of fucking values like is it better to extract that vanilla from that oak or is it better to just say fuck it I'm, I need more vanilla yeah you know I've definitely had some vanilla like you know in, in, in barely stouts where it's where it's definitely you know still drinkable <coughs> sweet but you know palatable and there's no like astringency and there's no bitterness this is I think they would have been perfectly fine just extracting that natural vanilla aroma and, and flavor from the, the oak barrel. Yeah. So a, a maple a stout would have been vanilla. fucking perfect for it. Yeah, but the vanilla is coming through way more than that maple that they threw in the barrel. I mean, I can... I mean, that's just it. With the boil... And, and this is a little science for you guys. I mean, we're looking at sugars that are basically not going to be finishing out. There's not a whole lot being contributed. If you're going to go in with maple syrup... Uh, very rarely are we going to be trying to identify with actual maple characteristics unless you use high, high quantities in your barrel or your or your actual brew batch. Um, in this particular instance, I believe that they use the maple syrup in their brew, in the kettle. I don't necessarily see it coming through exponentially. We're, we're drinking it rather warm, too. I would say it's not very much colder than 40 degrees. It's probably right around 40, yeah. It's right about 40, and I, I honestly think that I'm smelling a lot of that maple syrup. It's definitely coming through. I'm getting that pancakey, not even that quite pancakey. It's not that rich, but I'm getting a little of that maple syrup. You get maple and a lot of vanilla. And you know what's what's funny is I get a lot of coffee on the nose, but there's like no coffee, on, you know, the mouthfeel or anything. Yeah, it's like almost like you know I would have taken this and like fuck it, let's make this a breakfast beer, throw some caffeine in it, and make it a brewer's beer, a morning start, you know, something for everyone to drink when they get their mashing in going after a long night. Yeah. Um, after you know I don't know it's a great beer though it's clean well done it is lower on the spectrum it's probably the least alcoholic beer we've had yet sitting at 9.4% um, however uh, you know we, we gotta try new things and I think Barrel House has done a solid on a lot of beers this beer is no exception um, I'm not about to knock it but I will say that on this particular contest uh, Barrel House is I would argue even 
sat a little lower than Alibi on their ascension right now. No, and I, and I definitely feel that. Um, I think for me, I mean, the vanilla. As much as I love, I love vanilla. Vanilla is almost overpowering, and it's taken away from a lot of the the uh, the. Um, it's taken taken away a lot of the uh, the maple characteristics, which I was excited for when I when I first saw the label. I was like, oh, okay, maple vanilla stout. You know, vanilla stout, fun. Maple, that's what I really enjoy in, in a stout as far as adjuncts go, and it's definitely taken away a lot of that. Um, but it, I mean, it's still good. It's still there. It is very, very. I don't. Want, I don't. Want, I wouldn't say very hot, but there is some definite heat to it. Um, even after sitting one year, right. I think another year would would give it a little bit more complexity as far as maybe the like natural vanilla like new notes coming out, exactly. and a lot more of the maple coming out. Um, you know that would you know, so. For unfortunately, we we weren't there to to get that one or, or, or to wait that long. But, uh, you know, it is good for what it is. It is thinner body. A lot of stuff going on on this one. But, uh, you know what? I think we're ready for uh, the next brew. What do you think? I think we definitely are. Um, so what are we doing? So we're going to do uh, one I've been wanting to try. One I apparently was the last one to try ever. Uh, I had, um, you know, some friends get this bottle for me, uh, even though it was released not too far from where I'm at. So this is going to be Fremont and Perennial's collaboration called Unicorn Tears. So this is going to be a um, an Imperial Oatmeal Milk Stout, uh, Asian Bourbon Barrels with cherries, and it's sitting at twelve point nine percent. So Fremont here in the uh, the Pacific Northwest, and uh, collaboration with Perennial Ales and out of uh, St. Louis, Missouri. I've I've heard a lot of mixed reviews about this, and. Uh, yeah, I can see it, it why. It seems because, like it's house divided on this particular beer. And and, and definitely, I, I can totally see why, because cherries can go so many ways. And, and, and stouts, you know, in stouts. Right. So if you do it, you know, in sours and, you know, different beers, it's it's one thing. But in stouts, it can, I mean, I, from, the, from the cherry stouts I've had, it's either too astringent and just too weird. And, and I, I, wasn't a, I wasn't a fan of them to some that I really, really liked because it was like dark chocolate-covered cherries. So I've heard so many things about this one. So I, I've been waiting for this night, you know, for this brew coming night to, to try this. And, you oh, know, here we, we are. I appreciate it. I mean, I think our listeners are really going to get something out of this. Um, bottle is beautifully decorated with a, with a fucking gorgeous unicorn. Um, and this oatmeal style, I mean, sitting on cherries and bourbon fucking barrels. I mean, it's just bound to be a crusher for sure. So we'll get you that guy, Black Cat. So um, even actually, even, I personally am really stoked to have it. I don't think I've had Unicorn Tears myself, um, so I'm really excited about having this one. I yeah, it's, one, it's one, one of their uh, one of their new. It's 2017. It was released about like four or five months ago, maybe. Um, it was a, a recent release. I mean, the labeling is done in the in the matter of Fremont. It's just a beautiful bottle, wax dipped with silver wax, glitter blown, hand blown. Directly on, yeah. They they literally put the glitter in their hands and just kind of blew it onto that to that you know fresh wax. Keeping it magical. I heard there were lines out the door. There there was some. There There was there was definite lines. But I think it made distribution in California as well, Oregon. So I think it was just the wet. You know. So of course it's native. You know. You know up here in the the northwest in in, in Washington. There's a lot of hype. So we'll see if it lives well, up to that. This is different. I like this. Them cherries are coming through. Yeah, this, this these cherries are really fucking doing it for me, man. Perfectly we'll used. I, I haven't had it yet, but like I said, I mean, I've had, you know, where it's astringent cherries or tart cherries, and sometimes it either turns me off or I'm in love with it, so. Yeah. And the milk, the lactose on this isn't too abrasive either. It's not oh, like... Oh, that's, that's what I was hoping. I was scared it was going to be too tart. And the lactose too sweet, and that would turn me off in a second because that would just be too much. Yeah. Something for our listeners to kind of grapple on or just take a good idea or scope of things is just simply, you know, when looking at all these adjuncts, you got to have a good malt backbone or a good body to support a lot of this stuff. Um, these cherries wouldn't have sat so well, say something like on the Curly Wolf here, which was actually, you know, really well done beer is just lighter body i think the cherries would have fallen short on it just as the maple had done 
Um, the cherries in this beer are pulling up pretty substantially, I would say. I think that we're looking at a beer now that sitting on an oatmeal stout and fuck like the milk aspect of it. I, oh, I get it. It's like, you know, these cherries are holding up and I can taste them. I can smell the cherries. I can get a full body. But it's like, it's it's almost like eating those fucking candies, you know, those little chocolate the cor- fucking the cordial cordial cherries. Cordial, 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 the yeah, the, the, the cordial like, cherries. Ooh, I love those. So good. So tasty, dude. I love See, and that—that's what I—that's what I was always scared about with stouts with cherries because I hate. I mean, as much as I love cherries, I hate cherries and anything else. I hate them in chocolate. I hate them in anything. So stout, you know, you're almost gonna get that chocolate note. So with cherries, and you know, with this, I definitely get those cherries. I definitely get like the almost sweeter cherries. It, it's like yeah, a, a cordial cherry yeah. stout almost. Definitely. So you definitely get all that. Yeah. Absolutely. And I honestly, like in this particular type of beer, um, I think that most of us going forward are really trying to like look at something from a different scope of things. I mean, I think that's what whole perennial concept of things is. They push out a lot of farmhouse approach beers, a lot of like seasonal type things. And, you know, here in Washington, we're very much um, a cherry place. We, we do a lot of cherries. We do blackberries. I mean, these things grow rampantly and we're very fortunate to have a lot of this quality shit so yeah. it's like really fucking awesome and to be able to no def- definitely and I, i'm almost certain like the whole cherries was was perennial's idea you know i'm pretty sure freeman was like hey we got the barrel program we got this and this and this and we got our stouts already what are you going to bring to the table Absolutely. and perennial was like well we have this idea and that's where it came from definitely so what do you think general i mean are, are, you, are you sitting here drinking this beer is it too tart? Is you got a little too bitterness? I mean, I can see a little bit of a sour aspect going on there here. It's a little sour. Does it leave a dry finish in your mouth? It does leave a dry finish. Um, but I think it's... For what it is, I think it's uh, pretty well balanced. Let me try it again. I mean, the cherry comes through. The cherry comes through, comes through for me a lot. And I know a lot of people love that for it's me. It's a bit hot. It's a bit hot for me, but other than that, I think it's... And, and, I, and, I, it's really and I will good. ask, is it the fusels you're feeling, or is it the cherries just kind of tricking your palate? No, because the cherries the definitely do come through, no. you know, high-packed, and, and, the, and you definitely feel yeah. them. It's tart, as a tart. Yeah. yeah. It's like a tart stout without being a sour stout. Where'd you put this? Where would you rank this? Like, let's just get down well, to Well, I don't want to rank it You got to, because we're all ranking everything. So. No, I'll rank it, but what I'm saying so is, why... What I have an issue with, to me, is the alcohol. Like, it hits me as something with a lot of alcohol. Yeah. And that's the fusils, right? Yeah. It's not the flavor. I mean, it's delicious. I just... What I'm saying is, if I had to rank this on the straight, how alcoholic does it taste, you know, it's probably number two on the straight... Like, yeah, but as far as favorite styles, because we're how going good on popularity, right, guys? So. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think that the Founders was my favorite. This is top three. Cool. cool. Top three sounds good to me. Yep. And for Founders me, you know, like, it's... I would say it's top three for me, too. I honestly think that Unicorn Tears is well, really well executed for what it is. Yeah. yeah. For what it... And I think in a year it'll be even better. And I, yeah, I, yeah, I'm those glad. cherries will drop off a little bit. I'm glad I finally got to uh, you know try this. I was able to get uh, two bottles, and one I'm drinking now, and one I'm actually uh, going to put up on our website pretty soon here enough that we're actually. Um, oh, we're doing a little a lo- benefit. Yeah, yeah, a lot of a lot of the beers that we're drinking here on Brew Coven, including Unicorn Tears and a lot of the other beers we've had, like Rusty Nail and. And, you know, a lot of other, the, the Fremont bigger beers and some other beers we've had from, from our recent trip to DeGard we're actually putting up for raffle um, nice. to benefit one of our good friends who's in need of help uh, as far as his uh, medical conditions go. Is that address? So, yeah. So Boom. address, he will, um, who's been on the podcast in the background for a few episodes, he uh, is in need of help. So we're going to be putting up Unicorn Tears and a bunch of other, you know, big beers that we have that we've had on the sh- on, you know, on, on the podcast. We are gonna be raffling those off for a very limited, you know, for a very low pr- or like that. a chance at a low price, you know. So um, like keep keep an eye, you know, keep an eye out and, and watch out for our, for our blog 
and for the Instagram and everything else that we put up because we will be linking that very soon uh, for a chance to get some good beers and also giving to a good, good person. Cost. A yeah. good cause. Good, good cause, good person. I mean, yeah. people got to fucking live and, you know, we can only hope to enjoy more beers throughout life, so what better fucking way to do it than to just fire it off with some solid beers and make sure that people get taken care of. You know, and I think uh, we can only hope that it benefits all of us and it will. So we'll have that posted up for you guys. Um, we're looking at when we're going to launch this up next week. So in the next couple of days, I'm going to be posting that up uh, as far as the link for the um, for the benefit. I'll be posting it up soon. Cool. 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 So by the time you guys are hitting this in your ears, this should be live and ready to go. Uh, definitely check out the Brew Cup and website. We'll have something up live on there. We'll have something live on our Facebook, our Twitter. Um, feel free to reach out to us if you're interested at all. Otherwise, I mean, you'll see it blasting on your social media for those of you guys following us. Um, save some address. Good bottles. I mean, there's save address. There's some Boom. fucking badass fucking beers out there yeah. to be drank, guys. So it'll be like um, a little over six bottles that uh, we all have in our cellar that I've been very sought after. We'll be putting out there. So keep an eye out. So I'm moving on right now. This is so the final, this is the final bottle. So this is the bottle I've been wanting to try as well. So this is from Holy Mountain. It's a favorite a name, of mine. A name, a name you're fami- everyone's familiar with. So it's Holy Mountain Midnight Still 2017, the uh, the cognac barrel ver- uh, variant um, that we've all been wanting to to try. It's their uh, their Burgundy wax one. For those that didn't read the name but just saw the colors of their recent or their most recent uh, Midnight Still release. So this one's a um, Imperial Stout aged in Elijah Craig barrels for eight months and then transferred to French Cognac barrels for f- another additional 15 months. So, uh, so, we're, sitting at, months. Yeah, so we're sitting at 12, uh, 12.5 around that, around that, uh, around that mark, uh, 12, yeah, 12 point, yeah, 12.5% ABV. And um, let's, uh, let's dig into this. Yeah. I mean, I already have. It's fucking great. That thickness, that richness, dude. I mean, you're talking ice cream raisins. Dude, this... I love raisin chocolates, dude. And coming it's, back it's around. It's really nice to fucking Dude, come this back is back... This guy. And, you know, so, so the, again, this, so this one right here in particular, because they definitely... And you guys have raisins, though. You guys know what I'm talking about, I right? do know, know... I know what raisins are, and so those are delicious. Do you remember the jingle? I don't know what the jingle Say is. I don't remember it. I don't remember it either. But I knew it was a badass jingle, and my grandfather always had reasons for me when I came. No, it's home. totally, a, it's totally a grandfather and, a and dad candy for a reason, something like that. Anyway, that sounds like Huba Stank. <laughs> God forbid. Anyway, <laughs> Mister Black Cat, um, this beer fucking definitely has some reminiscent qualities of reasons. If you like reasons, a lot. No reasons. This beer. Um, there was no reasons in reasons. I don't get. I don't know. Yeah, it just sounds like that. But yeah, there's it's definitely no raisins. Wow, but it has like a musty that is reminiscent of that particular chocolate to me. So right away, I mean, the body is motor oil. It's so viscous. It is. And that's what I, I was like. saying. I pointed at Black Cat and I went back to Parabola. It's the most viscous we've seen. We went full circle? Since the beginning. Yeah. I mean, it looks like motor oil. And, and what's crazy, I mean, it's been sitting it in It looks barrels. like something not to put into your body. Although we love putting it into our body, we'd rather pour it into our so cars. Yeah, so over over our vaginas. <laughs> almost, almost a full two years in in different barrels and you know different barrels right. and or casks. Um, and there's like I I don't find any heat to this at all. I mean, this is like I get a little heat. I get more heat than that 2015 Parabola. I'll tell you that. So this is where I'm at. Like I think that with Reeves. I agree in the sense that we're going full circle, and as far we got to come to a decision here, motherfuckers. No, no, definitely, so at definitely. The, at the end of the day, it's like you know, are we going Holy Mountain Midnight still? Are we going Parabola twenty fifteen? They're all. Oh, well, see, like, I know, so it's, it's hard. So, but so no, I think that a lot of people fell through. I mean, I think Unitor- Unicorn Tears is well, in the well, top well, let, three. Let's talk more about this beer, and then we'll go about the entire list. Agreed. So about this beer, you know, there's just like, I mean, there it it's it's viscous. Yeah. It's very viscous. I mean, you just get. Oh man, it's so good though. 
complexity as you, well. You will get a very minimal heat. I mean, I get, I get a lot of vanilla in this one. I mean, especially at the temperature we're serving at, again, right under. So it's like, is, like I get a lot of Tootsie Roll. Tootsie Roll for sure. Sweet, for sure. so sweet, sweet Reason, chocolate. Tootsie Roll. Reason yep. Tootsie Roll. And I get tootsie I start roll. off with a reason on the nose and I end off with Tootsie Roll. It's weird. Yeah, so However, very, very sweet chocolate. Barrels. Is that an adjunct? No. Right? Can't be. Not at all. That's just another it's another vessel, right? And for so, me, I, fi- that, I find I find cognac. I find I find cognac to be a sweeter, you know, alcohol to begin I with. Mean, so when you when you're sitting on that, you know, a a barrel that's letting how this. How are you, right? Exactly. The general yeah. once had a month in the country of Portugal, where he lived off tobacco, cognac. And uh, wood. And this tastes like that. Good. And that's all the general has to say. And you feel that? That reminisces of it, some of the best times of your life? It brings me back. So it, it brings... <laughs> we love it, dude. We it brings it. the general back to his pimping days, which is great. And you know what? That that merits a number one for him. I don't even think I got asked. I think yeah. that's his number one. Well, I will say, you know, the last beer. What are we thinking, guys? I mean, you know, like when I first, parabola, do you even find rele- relevancy with a parabola? Oh no, no, days? viscosity and the fact that they're not using adjuncts. They're going off, you know, they're going off of everything they can without adjuncts. So they're throwing it in barrels. They're doing, you know, different things with their malt. And, uh, so you're you're pulling different profiles. They're not first. They're they're pulling different prof, you know, different different profiles. From everything they use and everything they utilize, and that's how they're getting their, you know, that's where you're, you're, you're palating, that's what you're tasting and smelling and noticing, and that's what it is. So, as far as complexity goes, these two are definitely in the top realm because they don't have to bring any adjuncts in. It's just everything they're utilizing as far as like the purest beer components and, and barrel, barrel aging components. Uh, into it and they're not adding you know any vanilla beans they're not adding any sweetness they're not adding any lactose to it or anything and that's what i really love so as far as top two goes these are definitely in there as Absolutely. far as top one goes we'll talk about it in a few minutes but um for this one i mean i this is the beer i mean as I, you know as brew coven already knows i've i've praised holy mountain i, I enjoy holy mountain uh not only their beer but everything they really do and um, this is a beer that I've been wanting to try. I only got one bottle of this, and uh, here you know here we are drinking it, and you know I'm I'm fully satisfied with it. I'm not underwhelmed with it, and you know this is a a great viscous stout. This is, a, this is another tobacco smoking kind of fucking beer. No, no, it, it yeah. definitely is. It definitely I'm, is. I know what I'm doing after this podcast. You know, you know, you know for sure. Been... I mean. Well, now we hey, come full circle. Gentlemen, I have to say, I don't think we had a bad one. We didn't have a bad one. I don't think we had a bad one. We just had some fucking serious contenders, dude. I mean, and I think that, like, I think I would pin up, me personally, the Dark Pony would pin up Holy Mountain against Parabola 2015. I'd uh, pin up uh, Founders up against Alibi if I had to, and I think uh, that that's a no brainer. And then we're looking at Unicorn Tears versus Curly Wolf, and that's also a no-brainer, too. For me, I think Unicorn Tears wins out Curly Wolf. I think KBS reigns supreme over Ascension okay. from Alibi. And the big question here is whether we got Midnight Still at 2017 sitting in cognac barrels going up against a 2015 Parabola. You know, in my eyes, and without even being... And it doesn't matter. No one's right or wrong here. Just, I want... With, without, without being biased, I am going to say Holy Mountain, because this has already warmed up to the point for me, in like the perfect amount, and this is just like a sipping beer that is like at the perfect amount of like chocolate, vanilla, even astringency. Yeah. And it, it's uh, low, it, it is lower ABV. That's not. That's okay. Yeah. Well, that means nothing. ABV means yeah. nothing here. But no, no, I'm just saying. But you sided with those, yeah. Yeah. Cool. So I, I will go with Holy Mountain in this. But all that that 2015 parabola is just a big beer as well. 
And Even less for me, heat. that 2015, it was so viscous. It was so heavy. Yeah, you'll and get... let's be clear, for the general, the general is a, an IPA guy. He's out of his league right now. And I'll, and I'll also so put out there me, that... it's a little bit weird. I thought all six were amazing. I, no, they all, they all were very, very amazing. I thought nobody loses, but I personally... Thought the founders that was mine. Good. The KBS. That's, I I would not hate you for that. KBS is delicious. Uh, yeah. I, uh, so I just for mine, poured a little sip. Twenty sixteen KBS. That's yeah. a perfect yeah. me. And for and for me, I mean, but I'm I think, proud of my alibi, by the way, because I brought that. Yeah. Nobody had ever tried their that brewery. Oh no, we're, we're, we're I think we're all proud of it, and it also brought a little perspective into and the it whole And yeah. yeah, it held up, man. It held up. A little history. It did great. For me, I think the de- the Holy Mountain definitely did win, and and mainly because if it was like if there was no dates, you know, it'd be different. Yeah. But also there was I, I find it to be very very minimal heat, and that's this year. So it was a few months ago, yeah. and, and you know, and Firestone was 2015, and that you know, so it's holding up against that a beer that's a few years oh, old. Oh yeah. Right. So that that's, that's how that's how good that parabola that's is. Famous, though. That parabola is ridiculous. Like that is the yeah. most famous beer on the board. Absolutely. Maybe in time. However, Dark Pony, you can hate or love me on it. I, I went Prowla. Boom. Uh, Prowla, best beer on the chart. Um, just from a brewing standpoint, I feel like they executed everything we wanted in a beer, minus the adjuncts. Had you not had vanilla, had you not had cognac barrels. And we only had two had that had no exactly. adjuncts, right? And that was Holy Mountain. So here, well, try that. Well, no, no, we had we had four that yeah. didn't have adjuncts, but we, oh, sorry, but but, but, uh, but we did have Elijah Craig barrels on the Holy Mountain uh, yeah. Midnight Still. However, I felt like this parabola was just. Uh, I felt like this parabola was just. What beer do you think that is? I feel like this parabola was just simply a very big beer as far as perpetuating goes. I feel like a lot of things that were really coming through in this beer were significant to what the brewers intended. They crafted this from the source from the very beginning to the very fucking end. I can't argue that that in future years, or maybe I could, but I I feel like 2015 was the greatest year, or one of the greatest years for Firestone, as far as that program goes. And um, I don't know. I'm going to still sit on on that stubborn horse, even if I had to say stubborn horse or whatever. I uh, I think that... I would still argue that that Russian Imperial style was fucking fire, dude. It was. And I feel yeah. like I feel like the things that we got are like only a fraction of what our listeners might have gotten if they could have tasted it themselves. Yeah. Or if they would. So that being said Stout Night. Stout, Stout Night. Stout Night, guys. The very first the Brook Coven's ever dish out to you. Um, here we are leaving you guys in a different state of mind and a different functionality. Yeah, and, and we definitely appreciate all that you guys do for us. And without you guys, we wouldn't be here fucking talking about this shit. And, and sure. definitely keep an eye out for the uh, the giveaways we'll be doing. And and it's the first couple ones we're doing for a raffle for a, a great friend. So definitely keep an eye out for that. And just for future events we're doing, um, just either being nice and giving back or whatever we're doing. Just fun. Just dude. keep an eye out just for fun. Some, good beers out some of the beers that nice. we want and love, we're giving them back to you. But the next few ones we will we'll be giving out to, uh, you know, the, it's definitely giving back to our, our buddy Address, who's back home in Texas, who needs our help. It's so long, dude. It's Bro. been so. Cheers, everyone. Yeah. Till next yeah. time. Absolutely. Cheers. Thank you for listening to Brew Coven. Uh, we want to thank the general for being here. Such a solid guy. Such a solid fucking character. Thank you for bringing the brews. And uh, yeah, hit us up at uh, brewcoven.com. We'd love to hear more of your comments. Some of you guys have been reaching out uh, here and there, and uh, some of you guys have been reaching us out locally, which has been fucking awesome. We love all the local support, and we love all the global support. So uh, we'll see you guys soon on the waves. Cheers. Stay drunk. Yep. Get loose. Sing, sing, zang. Get lost. Sing, sing, zang. Whoop. Brew cup, baby.